Let's take a journey back to 2003. Canadian teen sensation Avril Lavigne was topping the charts and turning the music industry upside down. But what if I told you that the Avril Lavigne we know and love might not be the same Avril? What? Did Avril die? Was she replaced by a doppelganger? I'm Joanne McNally and I'm doing a deep dive into a notorious internet conspiracy. Who replaced Avril Lavigne? Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC podcast. This podcast is an extended version of The Debaters, which may contain more mature themes. To stream the radio-friendly version of this episode, download the CBC Listen app or go to cbc.ca slash thedebaters. And thanks for listening to the CBC. Hey, Canada, it's better lake than never. From the shores of Lake Ontario in Toronto, it's the debater. with facts and funny and this audience picks the winner now here's a man voted most likely to succeed steve patterson hey hello canada welcome back to the debater it's great to be back in toronto because this is where i live but also this city was recently ranked the hardest city to navigate in the world We did it, Toronto! (laughs) Hardest city to navigate in the world. Let me just see a quick audience poll. How many of you in the audience agree with that assessment? Yeah. There's a lot of people here who aren't even sure how they ended up here. They may have meant to go to their cool buddy Glenn's studio apartment and ended up at the Glenn Gould studio which I hope you will agree is a happy accident, and I usually don't encourage people to use their phones during the show, but you should probably text Glenn. (laughs) Now, are you ready to meet two debaters who can always find the funny? (laughs) Me too. This comic experiences many happy returns of the day when he takes back all his empties. It's Nathan McIntosh. Nathan McIntosh. Nova Scotia coming to us. And this comic thinks things are really out of sight, especially when she can't find her glasses. It's Lori Elliott! Lori Elliott bounding onto the stage, taking it all in. Your topic is one that I'm excited to unleash on Canada. Exotic pets, should they be illegal? Considering what we paid for my dog, Ferris, you'd think he was the most exotic dog in the world. (laughs) This is what happened. A golden doodle mated with a labradoodle, and that makes a double doodle. (laughs) Which is really just a fancy word for mutt. But it sounds more exotic, so now we have to pay twice the amount for everything. So really, he's a double, double doodle which is something that I never want to see on the menu at Tim Horton. (laughs) Though I would still prefer that to a pack of Tim Beebs, I'll be honest. (laughs) Now for a debate that will have you all double doubled over with laughter. So, whereas domesticating exotic wildlife can be dangerous for humans and animals, be it resolved that owning exotic pets should be illegal. 
Nathan, you are arguing for this, please. You have two minutes. Starting now, Nathan McIntosh. Thank you. Um, pets, aren't they, aren't they nice? Yeah. yeah. You got a fish in a tank, maybe a dog that licks your face, a cat that has no idea you left or came back. <laughs> Some people don't think so, though. They want a little more. They want a, a pet that has to be tranquilized on moving day. <laughs> An animal whose dinner is another full animal. A deadly spider who has no idea they left or came back. They want an exotic. And why? What? You can't do anything with an exotic pet. You can't take your great horned owl to Walmart. That was my grandmother's nickname, but you can't. That saltwater croc can't hit the park. You can't even show your King Cobra to anybody. Look at this poisonous creature I keep in a Tupperware container. I have to alert the city if it's... Don't open it! I'm out of anti-venom! And they're not... It's not like it's easy to hang on to. What if your exotic gets sick? What are you gonna do? You can't take it to the vet. You can't pull up to the vet with something from the Amazon. Help! My anaconda swallowed a tricycle! <laughs> and the child riding it! <laughs> Even if you do decide I'm gonna get one, where? Where? Where do you get them? Do you go to the pet store? Is there, in the back of the pet store, is there a beaded curtain the way porn used to be? <laughs> If you want excitement, you don't need a lion. Get a house cat that has spent some time in the pound. The king of the jungle has nothing on a tabby that's done time. Thank you. Nathan McIntosh. With a fiery opening argument on why exotic pets should be illegal. Now to let her counter-argument run wild with this captive audience, let's hear from the very exotic, Lori Elliott. Meow, 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 meow. Oh, hi, I'm Nathan. This is my cat, Janice Vanilla. And here's my dog, Dr. Boring. Oh, where are you going? I made unsalted butter. <laughs> You know where they're going? They're going across the street to my place. <laughs> I've got a jackal named Jacqueline. I got a toilet gator. I've got like eight to 10 snakes and I churn a real salty butter. <laughs> I even have a bat named Herbert and I sell the coffee I make with his guano online for Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, guano is exotic for poo. Has your cat made you enough money to buy a Dodge Charger, Nathan? <laughs> and any pets, exotic or not, can be dangerous. I mean, if you don't treat them well. But I treat my exotic pets real well. Do they get the finest of chicken and chum? Yes. Do I sometimes sleep outside because they get a little bit swipey and bitey? Yes. <laughs> 
Did my macaque monkey take a cack on my pillow? Many times. It's called an exotic pet trick. And they're way better than any sad sack domestic pet trick. Oh, your dog can shake a paw? Wow, my giraffe cleaned my eaves troughs. legal exotic pets, then you don't want the arts. That means no snakes on a plane, no anaconda with J-Lo and Ice Cube, no Jaws, Jaws 2, Jaws 3, Jaws 4, introducing Baby Shark. None of that. <laughs> Young Nathan here, he probably doesn't even like tiger tail ice cream. But someone's eating it, because they still have it. And that someone is me. Thank you. Lori Elliott, with an interesting argument on behalf of her interesting exotic pet. I, wouldn't, I won't call it a fetish, it's just a thing. It's just a thing. <laughs> it's time now for the bare knuckle round. We're asking you to stand up chameleons, whether exotic pets should be illegal. So list your points from A to chimpanzee. Go ahead and badger your opponent. Ferret out the laughs. And don't wild boar this audience. And please, no lion. That one hurt them. It physically hurt them, and that's how I know we've done our job. Once it's over, you can hopefully forgive and forget and like pythons be pythons. It's time to get going now. In all seriousness, I was talking about where, where do you even get one. If you have to get your pet from some psycho wearing a leather vest who's, you know, riddled with bites in a Swiss LA parking lot, it's not for the house, okay? Are you talking about? You haven't even met Chainsaw. You have not met him. He hangs out at the Swiss Chalet parking lot. He's like the Costco of exotic pets. I, he supplies all my snakes, my spiders, my large animal diapers, all of my anti-venoms. And if you mention my name, you what? get a free quarter chicken. Lori, <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with people? Like, isn't life hard enough? Isn't it hard enough to just get up every day and figure out your bills? Now you want a Burmese python roaming the house? But, yeah. <laughs> That's my whole point. What, what of sports, even? I mean, what kind of world do we live in, Nathan, where I can't enter my zebra in the Kentucky Derby? She's so fast, Nathan. If we, okay, where does it stop then? Let me ask you that question. We let zebras in sports. Where does it stop? Some psycho is gonna show up to the airport with his service shark. <laughs> and tell people, what do you mean I have to put Mr. Great White underneath? <laughs> I get anxious when he's not in my lap. You should be allowed to have Mr. Great White in your lap, okay? Let's get rid of the middle seats first. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. That's the bare knuckle round. We're debating whether exotic pets should be illegal. On the debaters, you're listening to Nathan McIntosh and Lori Elliott. And it's time now for the firing line. 
In my hand, I have a list of questions on exotic pets brought to you by Hamilton's exotic CFL team, the Tiger Cats. Yes. yes. The Tiger Cats. They are, okay, they're, I don't know if they're here. The Tiger Cats are a fierce, focused football team until other teams bring out the laser pointers. <laughs> The popularity of the Netflix series Tiger King helped usher in a law in America to better protect tigers. What's the law called? Nathan. The put every mullet on the watch list bill. <laughs> one and a half points for that one. Lori Elliott. I know, I know what it is. It's called the Big Cat Public Safety Act and their spokescat is Tony the Tiger, who says, it's great! And then he ate Toucan Sam. <laughs> Got fired. Well, well, some of that was right. It, it is called the Big Cat Public Safety Act, but it's not anything to do with Tony the Tiger. Anyway, I'll give you one point. According to PetHealthNetwork.com, there are benefits to having an exotic pet it's a learning experience. They're great for people with allergies. And what else? Okay, they're great for people who have difficult schedules and can't keep to their schedules. So if you're a night owl, then get yourself a night owl. Do you have a hard time waking up in the morning? Get yourself a rooster. Cock-a-doodle do it. <laughs> right now. Cock-a-doodle. <laughs> Two points. Nathan McIntosh. They're also a pretty good way of never having to host a Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> That's, good. That's a good point. Two points for that one. Uh, according to PetHealthNetwork.com, the benefits to having an exotic pet, uh, one of the benefits, many exotic pets live for a long time. That's, That's a miss benefit. a lot of Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> <laughs> Colombian drug lord Pablo Escobar, I was hoping he'd get into this, kept many exotic animals, including four hippos. Once Pablo died, what happened to those hippos? Nathan. They sold their board game idea to Hasbro. <laughs> Literally just played that this weekend. So three points, you did get the most marbles. Okay, well, I, I know Lori. what actually happened. Lori. Is the hippos, after they went to rehab, they turned state witness and are presently hiding in the HWPP. <laughs> oh, come on, the Hippo Witness Protection Program. <laughs> come on, get with it. Get with it. And it's, it's, it's tough. They have to have new identities and everything. Yes. It's not easy. Yes. Uh, I wish that was the answer. They escaped, mated, and now there are over 140 hippos roaming the Colombian countryside. <laughs> Makes my point. <laughs> That's the firing line, everybody. It is just about that magical time when our magical theater audience votes. But first, here to parrot what she just said before, in case she feels endangered of losing, let's hear again from Lori Elliott. <laughs> Everyone, do you remember Snuffleupagus from Sesame Street? Right? He was in hiding for 17 seasons because he was classified as an exotic animal. And that seems to be what Nathan wants. I just don't get it. 
I don't get it. People are allowed to eat exotic animals, but I'm not allowed to keep exotic pets? I'm vegan, for crying out loud. I don't milk my badgers. I don't make swan jerky or grind their beaks into a fine powder, no matter how much Bitcoin that wizard is offering me so he can make his magic blue pills. Well, thank you. I'm done. Laurie Elliott, everyone. Laurie Elliott. That was a well-presented closing argument. And now, in no way being cagey in his opposition to owning exotic pets, let's hear again from the very reasonable Nathan McIntosh. Look, everybody, let's get serious, okay? We all know what a pet is. A pet is something that you can pet. <laughs> you put your hand on its head and you pet it. It's not a creature you fight with a stick back into a cage. It's not something you kick off a riverboat. It's not something that a wizard puts on a staff. It's a cute, manageable animal with fur. <laughs> Exotic animals are clearly not for us. Look at Jurassic Park. <laughs> Dr. Hammond had an entire island full of exotic pets. And look how amazing that turned out. Six times! <laughs> and honestly, why do the rest of us have to live in fear because you think you're a beastmaster? <laughs> if you want an exotic animal, live where they live. You want an alligator? Get in a swamp. You want a funnel spider? Enjoy living in an Australian guy's boot. Thank you. Nathan, Nathan McIntosh with a strong closing argument on why we should not have exotic animals as pets. Thank you, Nathan. Audience, it is up to you to pick a winner who agreed with Nathan that people thinking of owning an exotic pet should be very cassowary and the otter think twice. Nathan McIntosh. Wow. A lot of love. A lot of love for Nathan. All right. And when it came to her assertion that people should be Siegfried to own exotic pets, which of you leopard to the defense of Lori Elliott? Lori Elliott. Nice support, both sides. I gotta give this one to Nathan McIntosh. Let's ban exotic pets from domestication. Big hand for Nathan McIntosh and Lori Elliott, everybody. You're listening to The Debaters on CBC Radio 1. Want to be a part of the debating action? For upcoming tour dates, visit cbc.ca slash the debaters. Hello, I'm Jess Milton. For 15 years, I produced The Vinyl Cafe with the late, great Stuart McLean. Every week, more than 2 million people tuned in to hear funny, fictional, feel-good stories about Dave and his family. We're excited to welcome you back to the warm and welcoming world of The Vinyl Cafe with our new podcast, Backstage at The Vinyl Cafe. Each week, we'll share two hilarious stories by Stuart. And for the first time ever, I'll tell you what it was like behind the scenes. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to meet your next pair of debaters? Listen to that crowd, Canada. 
When this comic went fishing, that opened up a whole can of worms. It's Elvira Kurt! Elvira Kurt! Yes! of Canadian-Romanian comedy. Taking her staff, enjoying her entrance. And this comic thinks a sure way to avoid jury duty is by robbing a bank. It's John Steinberg! John Steinberg, the one and only. There he comes. Making his way to my right. Your topic is a speedy one. Highways. Does Ontario need more of them? No. The audience seems to have already decided, but we're here anyway, so let's do this debate. Ontario's Premier Doug Ford has promised he will build Highway 413 on top of the environmentally protected Greenbelt region. It's very contentious. So to remain neutral, I will now say one thing I like about highways and one thing I like about green belts. Here we go. Driving on highways instead of flying in planes is a great way to avoid having Air Canada lose your luggage. I'll give you that. As for green belts, I like to wear mine on St. Patrick's Day because it really brings together my leprechaun outfit and my ancestor's rage. Now that we're on a level playing field, let's follow these debaters as they take the next exit to Laugh Town, shall we? So, whereas critics say new highways will increase our dependence on cars and pave over green space, be it resolved, stop building new highways. Elvira, you have the enviable position of arguing for this. You have two minutes, please. Starting now, Elvira Kurt. As a child of the 60s, I was promised a very specific future, jetpacks. <laughs> Self-propelled and strapped to my back. That's how I was supposed to get here tonight. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I did not. How is it that in an age where nearly sentient robots live in our hands, the most autonomous way of getting around is still to drive a planet-destroying invention from the 19th century over concrete waste topped with asphalt. No, Siri, don't answer that. <laughs> you only find facts, and if facts mattered, Doug Ford would not. <laughs> Farmland, wetlands, and indigenous homeland are not the problem. They're the point. I don't know how we got to a place where we're divided about this, but here we are. Somehow using common sense makes me a woke snowflake, but abandoning it makes you patriotic. Convoy vey. <laughs> In 1973, we all agreed it was bad to pave and put up a parking lot. 50 years later, we're all, oh, adulting is hard. I want to do something with my big rig. <laughs> Am I saying Doug Ford is a spoiled child? No, I'm saying he should grow the truck up. <laughs> 
that says freeways feed cities? No, because only farmers do that. But you can't use common sense and logic on politicians. They're not AI, they're just A. <laughs> Thank you. Alvira Kirk, passionate against the making of more highways. Now, here to tell us that he's pro-highways because he prefers life in the fast lane. <laughs> let's, let's hear from the always fast-paced John Steinberg. I know you guys think you hate highways, but everything you hate about highways can be solved with more highways. <laughs> You hate being stuck in traffic on highways? More highways. <laughs> I know it sounds illogical. It's like when I wake up hungover, I'll have another drink to even myself out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they even have an expression for that. They call it becoming a full-time alcoholic. <laughs> My point is, we all have places to get to. You probably had to get to work today before you had to get here for this taping. Maybe you work from home, but you still occasionally need to visit your secret second family. <laughs> and of course, we've all got to get home after this taping is done. All of us except for me. I actually live in this theater. Yeah, I performed here in 2005 and never left. <laughs> uh, sort of a phantom of the opera situation. <laughs> but without the mask, or the music, or, or the romance. Uh, But it's nice to finally be performing here again. <laughs> Instead of what I normally do here. Lurking in the shadows. And waiting for an opportunity to steal those coffee creamer things from the dressing rooms for sustenance. Thank you. John Steinberg, ladies and gentlemen, with, with an argument on behalf of highways. <laughs> and I just want to say, John, thank you for the argument and for welcoming us all into your home. <laughs> Time now for the bare knuckle round. We are debating whether Ontario needs new highways, so time to ramp it up as you gardener express yourselves to ensure this battle is 401 by somebody. I merge you <laughs> to see for whom this bell tolls soon. So it's time now to go for the QEW. 
Elvira was quoting a Joni Mitchell song earlier, but Joni Mitchell also has a song called I Was Born to Take the Highway. I mean, okay, Joni also wishes she had a river she could skate away on, John. Not a highway, a river. So what do you say to that? That's, that's a good point. Uh, you know what? I've looked at things from both sides now. <laughs> and your side looks wrong, so. Yeah. How invested are you even? You just want to be a contrarian. You're, you work from home, buddy, right? Well, I do tonight, but... <laughs> definitely don't need any more highways is road rage road rage is real can you imagine the people right now are the ones listening to this debate on the radio are going to be i guarantee you in some kind of complete traffic snarl right how ironic oh cbc you cheeky minx giving us a debate on highways when it's going to take me eight hours to get home well, those are the only people that listen to CBC radio. <laughs> so, if there was no highways, we'd both be out of work. So. Okay, that's the bare knuckle around. It is time now for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on opposing building new highways, brought to you by Asphalt. Asphalt. Remember, this new highway idea isn't Asphalt's fault. <laughs> One of the busiest highways in North America is Ontario's Highway 401. What is the official name of Highway 401? John. Highway 40-fun. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect, but one point. Elvira Kurt. Route 666. <laughs> <laughs> Two points. The actual uh, name is the McDonald Cartier Freeway. <laughs> yeah. According to highway413.ca, how is Ontario's proposed new highway going to improve public transportation? Elvira. Uh, buses will serve buck a beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> According to highway413.ca, highway413 is going to improve public transportation because with a separate public transit corridor running along that highway, it'll be faster. <laughs> Critics say that new highways actually increase traffic because more supply generates more demand. What is the name of this economic principle? Elvira. Autoerotic asphalt fixation. <laughs> Incorrect, but I like it. John Steinberg? Uh, made up nonsense. <laughs> Incorrect. It is, I don't know if we have any economists in the audience, induced demand. Induced demand. Also known as the duh principle. That is the firing line, everybody.
It is almost time for our theater audience to pick a winner, but first, here again to remind us that the road to hell may be paved with good intentions, but at least it's paved. Let's hear again from John Steinberg. America has a bunch of famous highways. I'm sure you've heard of Route 66. It's been referenced endlessly in all kinds of popular culture, songs, movies, books, just recently on CBC Radio. <laughs> well, Highway 413 is gonna be 347 better than Route 66. <laughs> That's just math. <laughs> Why would you deny your grandchildren great art? Think of all the great movies and songs that will be written about epic road trips from Halton to Bolton. <laughs> Thank you. John Steinberg, ladies and gentlemen. Somehow, when he says it, it makes sense. Right? <laughs> Thank you, John. Now, here to tell us that for this debate, she loves a good roadblock. Let's hear from Alvira Kurt. Getting political leaders to shift gears on cars and green space takes more than whipping out big Jane Jacobs energy or serving up Greta Thunberg realness. I'm talking Death Star a.k.a. an immigrant mother guilt trip. <laughs> oh, you've on a new highway, huh? That's nice. <laughs> I come into this country with nothing! Not even the pants on my back! <laughs> you know how many highways I have? Zero. <laughs> but who am I? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Just mother. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just fix up the old ones. Look at your father. <laughs> you think I don't want a new one? took you right there. Audience, it is up to you to pick the winner. Who thought that Elvira's anti-highway homily was so intelligent that you assumed she was a Rhodes Scholar? Elvira Kurt. A lot of love. A lot of love for Elvira. And who felt that John used this highway high five as the perfect vehicle to endlessly drive his points home? John Steinberg. You know what? This is way closer than it should have been. And that speaks to the talent of these debaters. We're gonna give this one a tie. It's inconclusive for now. Big hand for John Steinberg and Alvira Kurt, everybody. Well, that's all for this week. I'm Steve Patterson saying if we all 
cars traveled, wouldn't it become a congested highway? I'll argue with you again soon, Canada. Good night! The Debaters is created by Richard Side. This week's episode was produced by Josh Bailey, Graham Clark, Chloe Edbrook, Nicole Callender, and Tracy Rideout. With continuity by Graham Clark, Diana Francis, and Gary Jones. Technical production by James Perella and Chris Sampson. Story editing by Gary Jones. With special thanks to Katie Ellen Humphreys and David Pride. Executive producer of CBC Radio Comedy is Lee Pitts. And thanks to everyone at the Glenn Gould Studio in Toronto. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.